Welcome to Talking Townswomen. For those who don't know about Townswomen's Guild, we're a, fi- a female membership organisation with groups known as guilds across the United Kingdom. Townswomen's Guilds was established in 1929 and our ancestors were suffragists who fought to change the world for a better life for women. So we proudly keep up the fight and campaign to help improve the lives of women. Welcome to episode 9 of Talking Townswomen. So my name's Marilyn Lawton and I'm the National Treasurer. I'm also a member of Bramley Morning Guild in Rotherham and the Treasurer of Rotherham District Federation. Today I'm joined by Steph. Hi, I'm Steph Shackley. I'm chairman of the Rotherham and District Federation, of which Marilyn is a member. Chris. Hello, I'm Chris Hyatt. Um, I'm the secretary of Cheltenham Pitbull Townsman's Guild, and I'm also the chairman secretary of the Gloucestershire Federation. And Helena. And I'm Helena. I work for Nexus and we support uh, Townsman's Guilds with their marketing. Today's topic is fun and laughter. We've just ridden the wave of a global pandemic and in times of crisis, we've lent on our family and friends to lift our spirits. As an organisation, TG has been supporting its members both on a local and national level whilst we aren't able to meet up in the usual fashion. We hope you enjoy today's chatter and that it brings a smile to your face. So, normally... We would be meeting up in our guilds, uh, but unfortunately we can't do that. But we have been trying nationally to organise different things. Beryl Hales organises a, a quiz every Tuesday. And this is how I recognise Chris, because she always takes part in that. So next Tuesday, Chris, I shall give you a wave. <laughs> and you, I'll wave back. You'll be able to put a face to my name. But that's a lot of fun. Now, what do you think about the quiz, Chris? Do you enjoy it? I absolutely love it. We really enjoy getting the the pictures the day before. We think that's great. My husband joins in as well. So we spend a lot of time on the internet trying to find the right answers. And then we do the quiz and then, you know, sort of we say, we haven't done so well today, but, you know, we try. (laughs) I never do very well in it, but it is a lot of fun in that you can see the for each time. And I'm glad to say that one of our members has also joined in now. So it's nice to see her as well. We have a wave to each other. Yeah. I, but what, what? I think the reason that um, more people don't join is that they haven't got the uh, equipment. Ah, maybe. I think maybe. that's the problem. And, you know, one person started, gave up, because she was doing it on a mobile phone when it's not really practical. Oh, that's true. No, you've got... Because when you do it, like I do it on a laptop... Yes, I do. You can see, you can see 25 different people. Yes. Which I think is great, you know. Uh, some of them, though, unfortunately, they don't put their name. They put It's the name of the gadget they're using. Yes. So, you, you know, you have to say, well... <laughs> Uh, Chris, did you go to the uh, AGM in Cheltenham last year? You being the chairman of Cheltenham. Yes, you don't remember me then. I did meet you. You did? Yes, of course I did. And Steph. Oh, crack. Oh, dear. You don't remember me. That sounds bad. (laughs) Yes, um, our federation, we organise all the outfits for the stewards and we did it on that uh, they would look as if they'd gone to a guild meeting in 1920. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I yes, remember that. it was us. Yeah. And we all got dressed up accordingly. Oh, didn't, didn't everybody look wonderful, though? You know, with the outfits. I, w- I yes. was so pleased to see Nigel and his waxed moustache and his uh, <laughs> joining in with the 20s and 30s theme. It was lovely. <laughs> But, well, I'm sorry, Chris, but I can't remember meeting you, but... 
Well, uh, for us, it was um, a fantastic occasion because it, it's never happened in our lifetime and it won't happen again either. Um, yeah. But it was it was amazing. We did put yeah, a whole lot of effort into making sure that uh, everybody looked fantastic. And we yeah. also had, um, I think it was quite a, quite a number, over 40, was it 50? I don't know, uh, members of the Federation who actually went. That's it great. was, it yeah. was, it was very good. And it, then I produced a, a booklet uh, with all the photographs and all the details and everything in which we gave to each member. We had oh, them printed professionally. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, it's always a very, a, a very happy, um, fun filled day, yeah. I think. I know that we have to have the, um, you know, the serious side, the, the actual AGM minutes, etc. But it's lovely to meet up with people, you know, that you've met before. Yes. And and all of us that are speaking today, including Helena, um, we're at the AGM in Cheltenham. Oh, well, that's good then. <laughs> it is. Yes, it is good because we've got that in common. Yes. But um, one thing that uh, I, I thought was hilarious in actual fact was that um, when Jenny was talking, this is in the morning, Jenny was talking, stood up, and I'm, Princess Anne's on one side of her and I'm on the other. And all of a sudden, Princess Anne le leans over and she said to me, whereabouts, you know, she never stays for the afternoon session. She always goes after lunch. Uh, and she said, um, whereabouts is the next uh, AGM? I said, well, it's in Scarborough next, next year. Um, she says, oh, is there a guild in Scarborough? So I said, well, no. I said, but the next guild tool Barbara is, is Bridlington and I didn't think any more about it now Steph is she's going to continue the story Steph about I will you continue so at lunchtime we were presented to Princess Anne which is absolutely fabulous and I'm in the sort of the last group and we're standing in a horseshoe formation and Princess Anne comes up and I'm sort of the last one if you like and she gets halfway around and she says to two ladies, are you looking forward to going to Scarborough next year? <laughs> well, the rules are you're not to speak to Princess Anne unless you're spoken to. But, you know, being a bit gobby from the north, I said, you're not allowed to say that. They're not supposed to know where we're going to. Well, Princess Anne, quick as a flash, said, right, well, if you were going to Scarborough next year, would you look forward to going? And then she fell about laughing and I fell about laughing and we've got this absolutely brilliant photograph of the two of us sort of guffawing with laughter. So good old Princess yeah. Anne. She has got a, a very good sense of humour, I must admit. Very dry. Yeah, very dry. So were you at the meet and greet, Chris? Yes, yes, I you was. Go. Yes, our group were there. Yeah, brilliant, because... She always has. She has a word with everybody. She yes, knows. She did. You know, she always has talked to everybody, doesn't she? Yeah, she she has got a very good sense of humour. I think she enjoys going yeah. as well. I think she enjoys meeting people. I love her talks actually. She because she pays attention all the way through. Um, I think that one year oh, she we did. went and there was somebody who'd climbed Everest, and um, this person was was all about me. It wasn't about Everest at all, and clearly it irritated her in the same way it irritated me. And she said, well, ladies, we could have all done that, couldn't we? We just didn't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> or the legs. <laughs> I've not got the yeah. Or the lungs. Or 50 Sherpas. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Apart from that. Yeah. So do you think you'll uh, go to the AGM in uh, June next year in Scarborough? Well, I hope so. Will you be going there? Um, I think it's... I think it'll be really good. Oh, I don't dispute that. We just don't know where we're going, do we? No, but... Uh, we just yeah. hope we're going, don't we? We, we? I'm changing my booking for the third time. Well, I cancelled oh, well. my booking, but uh, in hindsight... You know, when I was looking at the booking, I was thinking, well, my husband's not going to like this place, so I'm not booking the same place again. <laughs> I think we should be in bathing costumes for Scarborough. Oh, I, I don't think so. There's going, to, there's going to be what you need. I think so. I think we could dress in 1929's bathing <laughs> oh, costumes. That be so bad, it? I'll, suge I'll suggest that. That would give the ladies a challenge. It would. Yeah, I'll suggest that to Penny. 
what she thinks. It's what we're all about, isn't it? It would keep people involved, and I certainly think it would give us a laugh on the day. Well, it would. If you're talking fun and laughter. It would. It would give us a laugh. And there's going to be a sandcastle competition. Not in the the spa, obviously, but there's a beach in front of it. Beforehand. Yes. So that would be a bit of fun, wouldn't it? Definitely. That would be a bit of fun. It would, definitely, yes. Have we got to bring our own buckets and spades? <laughs> Probably. I don't think there'll they'll be enough to supply one to everybody. But uh, I've got some... Garbara sells I've got some. Um, I've got some in our garage, uh, Steph, so I'll bring some when we go. I'm going to start collecting things ready so I can win. Is there a competition? Is there money? I shouldn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> if it's competitive, I shall bring some toys to... Tart mine up so I win. Oh, that's all right then. Well, you'll know now about it, don't you? You do as well, Chris, and you, Helena. Would you, Helena? I'll start knitting Henry VIII, ready. Helena, would you take part in a, a, a sandcastle competition? Oh, I'd be at the front, Marilyn. <laughs> Helena will take part in the bathing costume competition, and as she sounds years and years and years younger than the rest of us, she'll win. So she'll be the only one who comes in a two-piece. <laughs> oh, nobody wants to see that, Steph. <laughs> hey, trust me, it'll be better than what else is on offer, I'm sure. <laughs> Speaking for myself, of course. Oh, yes. I'm... And Princess Anne. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if Nigel mm. is uh, striped. Yeah, he'll have one of those striped Captain Webb. Yeah, and a, and a, a little straw boater and his lovely waxed mustache. And when it goes in the water and it all drops down, that's the bathing costume. <laughs> oh God, it sounds it sounds hilarious. This, honestly, okay. I think it could be good fun. It would be good fun, definitely. I'm, I'm definitely not standing on the stage, though. You're not going to stand on the stage. I'm not standing on the stage if I'm in a cosy. <laughs> we well, look fabulous. Definitely not. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Different kettle of fish completely to uh, getting dressed up in flappers dresses, but different. But oh, they were lovely. I, I really enjoyed that. They, they were, lovely. and I think people did. Yes, there were lots of smiling faces, weren't they? They were. That could have been due to the gin that was on sale as well. Maybe. Well, you mean the sample? I didn't get a sample, but I did buy. A- no, but they'd got the bottles, hadn't they? They'd got bottles of gin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, one other thing last year, of course, was the um, where we had a lot, lot, a lot of fun was uh, the doing the chair Charleston oh, yeah. and having 90, 90 year celebration. Did you have one, Chris? We we practiced that in the guild. Yeah. Did you? Did you have a yeah. practiced? <laughs> yes. Practiced? Sure, you don't want to do it properly. <laughs> It's more fun if you fall Excuse off. Excuse me, oh, we had to yeah. practice the method they were using. Oh, yeah. So did you did you have a, a big lunch or anything, Chris? No, I can't remember what I did. Our federation had a had a lovely lunch, and then Beryl Hale Hale she came up from Nottingham where she lives, and she demonstrated the chair Charleston to us. So. Uh, that was that that was really funny. It was really funny, yeah. Because first of all, we couldn't get the blooming um, sound system to work, but anyway, we did eventually. That's normal. Yeah, I know. It happens I know, everywhere, doesn't it? Everywhere you go, the sound system doesn't work. But this one. Does. But everybody laughs about but it. But this one does. This yes. sound system, yeah, so that's it. great. Well, I think it's Nigel, isn't it? Who's got it all sussed? It, yes. So, what's the weather like in Rotherham then? It's very cloudy. Uh, it's cloudy and a bit dull. 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 Yeah, dull. A bit like Rotherham. It's absolutely chucking it down here. It's yeah. what? Chucking it down. It's fabulous. And no, I don't think so. I think it's raining very oh, heavily. It's raining. Is it? I think it, I think the rain's coming up the country. Yeah. Definitely. But it's not here yet. No, it's I think it's going west. Is it? We're fine. We had it on Monday, didn't we? Did we? I can't remember. We had a big thunderstorm where I was on Monday and I was only four miles up the yes, road. Yes, that's right. We did have a really... Uh, in the evening, in uh, during the night. Yeah. During the night, wasn't it? During the night. It was brilliant. It was red hot all day, yeah. thunderstorm all night, yeah. 
red up the next day. What more do you exactly. want? Exactly. Well, it, it meant I didn't have to water the garden, so that's good. That's true. <laughs> now then, Chris, have you got... Um, do you twin with anybody? No, we not. You, you do? Well, we, we twin with... We are. Twin with... Reading. Caversham Heights in oh, Reading. Oh, that's nice then. But the only thing is, that's just a guild. Now, what we would really would like to do, which I think would be great, is is twin with your federation. What do you think about that? With Federation. Yes. Yeah. What do you think? I think we could. We could. And then we could meet up halfway. Well, I think Rotherham's got a lot in common with uh, Gloucestershire. Yeah. At Cheltenham. I mean, Rotherham, Cheltenham, they're, they're very similar. Um, <clears throat> this is a joke oh, programme, right, isn't it? <laughs> my um, my son-in-law comes from Rotherham. Does he? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Where about, Fantastic. Whereabouts is he from? Other than Rotherham, I mean. Other than Rotherham. Well, you yeah. know, that's a bit difficult. I can't remember the address now. Um, <laughs> it's out in the country somewhere, but it's Rotherham. So you're you're used to the Yorkshire accent then, Chris? Yes, yes, he's got the Yorkshire accent. <laughs> but my it's daughter, amazing. My daughter, it's not funny, you know. <laughs> it's amazing because wherever you Listen. go, there's always somebody said says to you, like even if you're in Australia, for example, if you speak to someone, they'll say, "You're from Yorkshire, you aren't you?" And I'll <laughs> say, "Yeah." How do you know that? And they'll say, "Well, I just recognise the accent." So, it's brilliant. It is brilliant, definitely. And there's a brilliant, brilliant advert on on the radio at the minute that starts off. It's it's to try and get you to buy broadband. Okay. From a Yorkshire firm, mm -hmm. and it starts off by saying, uh, "It's coming up to Yorkshire Day," and then it says. Uh, and you could be a little bit Yorkshire. If you've ever been in a restaurant and asked for tap water, you're a little bit Yorkshire. <laughs> and if you've ever recycled your wrapping paper from your presents, you're even more Yorkshire. And then it goes on to, if you want to, to have your broadband cheap, you can. But I think, well, that just sums us up, doesn't it? <laughs> But I think that's true of most people, they do that, don't they? But I just like the sentiments of, if you do these things, you're a little bit Yorkshire. They do say that Yorkshire people's accent is one of the easiest ones to understand. Really? Do they? So I don't know if that's true. I think they must have yeah. said that themselves. You see, so... I said they think they must have said that themselves. How dare you? <laughs> I think people would agree with that. We know where Cheltenham is, you know. We can come down and do oh, your I homework. don't actually come from Cheltenham. Oh, where about you? No, but we can find you. from, Chris? I come, I come from Shaftesbury in Dorset. Dorset? Well, yeah. Very like, nice. Um, Jenny Rideout, that's where she comes from. Yeah, but it, it's, I've been in Cheltenham a long time. Have you? Yeah, but I was born in so Cheltenham. So how, how, many, how many guilds are in your federation? Six. We have five. We used to have a lot more, but you know, well, I think the biggest mistake, I suppose, was that they changed um, our federation. We used to be the three counties, right. so they split us up. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was understandable in a way because people didn't like to travel from places like uh, Worcester and Evesham to Gloucester because they had these meetings in Gloucester. Um, so that reduced our federation mm. considerably, but we had some that were sort of on the periphery. Uh, but we're still too far to go, even when we were in Gloucestershire. So we lost those. We couldn't do anything about it. Mm. And then, of course, you lose one of them because people, you know, won't be on the committee. And nobody, you get one person doing everything. I do understand about that. Um, it's difficult, isn't it? It's very difficult. It is difficult. We used to be, there used to be a, a Sheffield, feder a, a big Sheffield Federation. And that there were like twenty odd twenty odd girls in that, and that because there were so many, um, that was split in half. And we were so the Sheffield Cutler, which is still ongoing, and it was we used to be Sheffield South East, 
but now we've changed our name to Rotherham and District because we've no one in, we've not got any girls in Sheffield at all now in our federation. Well, that's terrible. Well, it is terrible. Well, it's awful. We're flying the flag for Rotherham, so it's Rotherham and District Federation, yeah. and we've only we changed the name five years ago. Although, right. the, although Sheffield South East Federation was, has been ongoing for a long time. Um, but you know what? It's still lovely for us all to get together. And, well, of course it is. Yeah, it, it, to meet up with Sheffield Cutler, we always, you know, we have the heat of the um, national quiz uh, with Sheffield right. Cutler. So there's Chesterfield and District Federation, ourselves and yeah. Sheffield Cutler. Have a head well, Chesterfield seem to win most of the time. Oh, do you know? Well, yeah, they've changed the team. Oh, well, they, they won't probably... win now then. <laughs> they probably will. Oh, they will. Really... They've changed the team so to give somebody else a chance, but they'll probably win it well, again. We'll all have to have a, you know, try a bit harder, won't we? We're doing our best, Marilyn. We're not very good. We are. <laughs> we're brilliant. Well, we're as good as we can be. We don't look. I don't like losing, but I can't answer the questions. So, what can you do? Exactly. You either know them or you don't. Yeah, but it, that, that is true. Yeah, correct. But it's, uh, it was, it, I think that's absolutely true because years ago, I was in the uh, Townsmen's Guild uh, versus the WI t uh, Town and Country Quiz. All right. We were on um, Radio Two, and we managed to get to the finals in London against the WI and then we lost Aww. but we went all around the country the BBC paid for a coach for us to take everybody with us and we had a fantastic time I must admit we went to um, we ended we went to Manchester actually for one of the rounds uh, that was quite good I took a whole coach load of people there and we won that one so we ended up in the uh, London studios Brilliant. it was quite an experience good brilliant yes yeah so as I, have either of you three tried anything new while you've been in lockdown? Yes, I have. What have you been doing, Chris? Well, um, because my daughter and my granddaughter live in Manchester, I obviously haven't seen them. And uh, my son organised for us all to have portals. I don't know if you've had a portal, but it is wonderful. I've had a port? No, no, this is a portal. It's a little device. In as much as I can see my granddaughter Isla, and I can have really interactive games with her, I can play with her. We have stories, and they've got stories on there which are, are sort of traditional, you know, like Goldilocks and the Three Bears, except they've all been updated, and they're modern. So um, Goldilocks is an adventurer, goes off into the woods, and so Goldilocks then there's a, a gap in her, so. Isla turns into Goldilocks, so she's got her face. So she's the adventurer, and she goes off. And when you go off to the three bears, they don't eat porridge. They've all got chilli. Oh. <laughs> also, <laughs> right, so when it comes to, uh, she goes into the three bears' house, which is up a tree somewhere, and uh, they've got yoga mats. And so she's then complaining, well, this mat is too slippy, and this one is too prickly, and uh, goes on until they get to the beds. Um, and then <laughs> eventually, the, there's always a moral to the story. <clears throat> and it says, um, well, you shouldn't really have gone into this house, should you? Because you weren't invited and you shouldn't have used other people's things. <laughs> uh, which is, is right. Anyway, and then it, and then it says, but, but you know, we still, we like you and we'd like you to join us on an adventure, right? So you will remember the next time, it's a golden rule, you must ask first. Oh. So there's all sorts of stories like that. Well, the other thing is that uh, um, we can press on various buttons and we turn into other things like pirates. So not only do we get the hats and the, the song and what have you, it changes our voices, which is, is really good fun. So uh, I will carry on using that because it's a really good contact with uh, Isla. She loves it. Um, I don't know that she sticks to it permanently because she says to me, have you got a bed for me? And I go, yes. And one for money? Yes. And, you know, and she's trying to leap through the screen. Well, I'll be there, but she can't. <laughs> so it's a bit unfortunate. But I definitely... Oh, it sounds talk. brilliant. So it is. It is. It's really so good. So how old is your Isla? 
it's just, great. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it sounds really good. Though. It sounds to me like Grandma's having a good time as well. Absolutely. That's the idea. <laughs> it sounds absolutely fantastic, that. It does. Well, you know, the thing is, how else can you keep in touch? I mean, you can do all kinds of other things, but, you know, I send her parcels and things, and, then you know, we use Facebook, FaceTime as well, uh, things like that. But, you know, I don't know what we would have done without it, really. Well, it's been very sad, hasn't it, seeing people who can't meet up with their families and so on, but very, very moving, and when they do get together somehow... Yes. And I think that's one of the things that I've enjoyed seeing on the TV because there has been a lot of doom and gloom, but there's been those nice moments when people have seen, like, their new babies and things like that, you know, for the first time as grandparents and so on. I think that's that's been really good in lockdown. It has, yes. I agree. What about you, Marilyn? Is there anything that you've started doing during lockdown that you've, you've enjoyed? Well, when I When it first started... I borrowed a bike from my son's partner and I, when our, our other son left left England, he lives in Sydney, he le- obviously left a load of stuff here and he left a turbo trainer that you can fasten a bike to. So I got John, my husband, to fix it all up so I could have a ride on the bike so that, so that I can use my energy. But ever since we've been able to go out a bit more, I must admit, I've not used it as much. I'm now <laughs> wanting him to take it down because it's obviously in the way. But it, it was uh, it was uh, very good when I couldn't, you know, when I couldn't get out. Good yeah. for exercise. But uh, my favourite, well, I do a lot of walking. I don't go hiking or anything like that these days, but I do like to walk to town. And, you know, get some fresh air, wander down to town. And then my husband, he'll come and pick me back up and bring me back when I've done my shopping. So I like, I like to do that. I think uh, when, you, when you're getting fresh air, when you're exercising, it calms you down. And, you know, you can think about different things while you're walking along. You're not bumping into anybody when you're walking down, which is good. Social distancing, obviously, but that is my idea of uh, enjoying myself, going for a walk, pleasing myself, basically. Uh, But I also like gardening, so I've been doing some gardening this morning before I came on here as well. Yes, I like gardening. Normally, um, when we go on holiday, I I don't sow any seeds in tubs or anything like that because... They always die when I'm away, you see, because there's nobody to water them. So, but this year, I've grown some lupins and I've grown some wallflowers, which are what I've been planting this, planting out this morning. Well done, well done. Yeah. So usually, as I say, I don't usually uh, sow seed, but I have done this year. So I, I, who, will, who knows what I'll uh, have to continue doing, depending on if I can't go away again, go on holiday. Abroad, I mean. Yeah. All right. So, um, do you um, think that laughter's the best form of medicine? Definitely, definitely, yes. absolutely, yeah, definitely. Um, it, um, you know, when you get together, and over the years, I mean, I've been a member of Townsend's Guild for nearly forty years now. I know that you've been a member for fifty years, um, Chris. And how long have, how yes. long have you been a member, Steph? Really? I think about twenty-nine years, but I'm not. A hundred percent certain. I can't remember when I joined. I just know that I've oh, had some of the best yeah. laughs ever. And not always for the right reason. We once had a talk by, I think it was somebody from Sainsbury's. And at the time, we used to meet upstairs in a church. And it was quite a small room. And while this chap was talking, a lady collapsed. You see, now, this is where you laugh to start with, don't you? And then you think, oh, my goodness, this poor lady's collapsed. But this man, bless him, from Sainsbury's, he never faltered. He carried on speaking and people were sort of wafting this lady and trying to bring her around. And then two paramedics arrived and the man from Sainsbury's still carried on talking. (laughs) 
and they got this lady out to the ambulance, right? The man carried on talking, right? She was taken to hospital. When I got home, my husband said to me, have you had a talk by the ambulance service tonight, he said, because I came past the church and I saw an ambulance outside. I said, no, it was Sainsbury's. And do you know, this this woman was okay, unfortunately, in the end, but he just carried on, didn't he? And you just think those are the things that you never forget, do you? That's true. A poor woman nearly dies. Well, perhaps she didn't nearly die, but, you know. So, yeah, we've mm, had some good yes, laughs. Yeah. Yes, I've had a similar experience in our guild. We had a talk on um, James Wood. He was the Gloucestershire millionaire. And... Uh, we're getting some through this talk and then I suddenly thought oh no it's my turn to do the vote of thanks uh-oh anyway so it sort of came quite quickly and one of the things he said in his talk was that if you put a row of pennies from uh Michael Wood services which is down sort of near to Bristol uh to to Gloucester where the um this chap had his bank it would be a million pounds which is why it's called a Gloucester millionaire so I stand up and I said, well, that was the most fantastic talk about Michael Wood. <laughs> so everybody clapped because it's supposed to be James Wood. And he said, I can see <laughs> that you were paying attention. And I said, you just couldn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been down. I've been to Michael Wood services as well. On the, yeah. On the M5. <laughs> you think that's... I'm going to work that out. It doesn't sound right to me. Well, I don't did. think that would be a million pounds. On, in pennies. You've set pennies. me a challenge now. <laughs> yes. Old yes. pennies. Oh. Old pennies? No. Because you needed 240 of them for a pound. I, well, that's what he said. It can't be old this pennies. Well, I'm going <laughs> to... Well, that'll give us something to think about over the next week or two. Under, under lockdown, I started off really well. I used to go biking or walking every day. And because the weather was so nice, it became like being on a holiday. So it got that when we're on holiday, we always have a drink every day at six o'clock. You know, we say, oh, the yard arm's up. So we'll have a gin and tonic or something. Well, unfortunately, under lockdown, the yard arm was getting earlier and earlier. You know, so some days it'd be like quarter past four. And uh, so not good, really, for me. I think it's uh, it was good when it sort of eased up a bit and we could get out. But when you were out walking, the number of people who would speak to you was mm. fantastic because people were out walking and everybody was pleased to see you. And it was wonderful, you know, keeping your distance, but really getting to have a chat to people who normally would just pass you by. So I think that's been a bit of a bonus while we've been in lockdown. I do. And I think that the thing with when we're out is because we have a dog. So, of course, everybody yes. everybody wants to fuss the dog, which is lovely. Um, and I do think there is a mutual sort of... Um, what's the word I'm looking for just just a nice you know everybody likes to get on when they've got dogs don't they so you stop and you have that conversation because the other person has a dog and the dogs like to fuss each other and you just end up having a nice chit chat and we have um we moved in actually a year ago to the day I moved into my house and um we have got to know so many more people here um just in the last few months simply because we've spent so much more time um in the village rather than on holidays and whatnot so um yeah I, d I do enjoy stopping and talk to people and we've got to know more people on our own road because of it as well and I think that's really important um you know we've got to know more people around us um but yeah definitely because of the dog he's small and cuddly so everybody wants to fuss him <laughs> and are there any activities that you've um, discovered during lockdown that you would um or anything this year that you might like to take back to your guilds once you're allowed to meet again is there anything that you might yes i uh in our guild um someone has suggesting that we actually start a gardening club and i think that would be a good idea we've had gardening clubs in the past but um different people now and you know we could visit you know uh, open gardens that sort of thing and the thing i think 
that in the past, the best thing about it is that you can share. So you share your plants, you know, and uh, your disasters and the problems with the weeds and all that sort of thing. So I, we will definitely start a gardening club. That's a great idea. Definitely. That's my job for this weekend. I've I've just had new plants, so I have to I have to find out where I'm going to put them all. We had well, our main our main project during lockdown was our garden, so lots of painting, lots of taking things out, lots of redesign. So it's all coming together. It's exciting. It's, yeah, it's uh, nice to have something like that to work on. Um, might need some of your gardening tips, though. I can't say it's my forte. <laughs> well, one of the things I did this year, which I must have had a premonition, I think, like the week before this lockdown started, I went to the garden centre and I bought tomato plants and cucumber. And I thought, well, I won't be having any visitors. So I put them inside. I set up a, a pasting table in the kitchen. And of course, that's been a real benefit because we've been eating tomatoes for ages. And I've got a greenhouse, but they couldn't go in the greenhouse because it was too cold. But uh, that is, I've definitely been ahead of the game. So I think that next year I'm going to do the same again and just not have any visitors <laughs> yeah <laughs> hopefully though this time next year it will be a case of having people to come and enjoy your lovely yeah. garden rather yeah. than just yeah. yourself um yeah. definitely mm. definitely are there any um activities that um you've been doing as a guild during lockdown have you been able to have video calls or have you have you done anything together yes but we in our guild we've used zoom and yes. um, we've got a book club so, and, and that works because there's only like seven you can cope with that quite easily yeah um, and that's worked out really well um, I'm, what, are I'm, you re what are you reading at the moment The Giver of Stars I thoroughly recommend it it's my choice it's by Jojo Moyes and it is fabulous it's fabulous I do love her books it is it's absolutely great, it, amazing yeah. wonderful well, I started reading it and I was really disappointed to start with because I thought this is not her usual style at all. Yeah, but she really researched it. I looked back at the cover to see if it was Jojo Moyes because, you know, all the others are a bit sort of what I call chick-litty. But once I got into it, it was fantastic. I was recommending it. I only finished it on, what day are we, on Friday? I only finished it on Wednesday. Yeah. And I was recommending yeah. it to a friend yesterday. It's beautiful, isn't it? Absolutely. But she spent, uh, I was it three months or something there, researching it? Yes. And when she was talking yeah. about the, the poor area of Kentucky, I thought, wow, this is very, very good. Well, the way she described it, you could be there, couldn't you? Yes. And also it was quite informative about, you know, Mary Stopes and all the things like that. All about yes, women, yes. you know, and birth control and so on. I thought it was very, very good. Yes, I enjoyed that. Yes. I'll put it on my list for um, oh, yes, it's, my next holiday. Well, it's, then. In, it's in the bestsellers at the minute, so it's everywhere. But it's, it's been in the Sunday Times list for two weeks. Yes. Number one. Yes, it's good. And I think we'll be there again this week. Yeah, very good. Well, I actually met her um, at the literature, the Cheltenham Literature Festival, which obviously is going to be just online this year. Um, but there was three authors that were particularly impressed with Tracy Chevalier. I don't know if you've read. Yes, her. the girl with the pearl earring. Yes, yes. Well, all of her books are really good. She's a good researcher, and uh, she's uh, there's one of hers coming out called A Single Thread. And that'll be out in October on in paperback because I like to have paperback so I can. Yeah, I don't like a hardback. They're too too hard to hold up in bed. That's right, and I don't like a Kindle either. No, I don't share a Kindle. <laughs> we like a yeah. book, don't I mean, we? I have... Yes, I do. I like a book. And the other one is um, Jessie Burton. I don't know if you've read any of her. I have read something by Jessie Burton, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Um, the Miniaturist. That's the one. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. She's written another one called Confessions, and I don't know when that's coming out in paperback, but that's another one on my list. I don't um, have a list. Anyway, I just probably... go and buy and buy and buy. 
And then I think, oh, I've never heard of this person. And it introduces you to lots of new people. Yeah, well, that's the good thing about the book club is because everybody's got different ideas. We've read some fantastic books. You know, it's it it all works out well because everybody is quite different. But still, uh, there's plenty to look at. Right, well, you saw this thing yesterday about discussion points. Um, Can I tell you about my favourite TG moment? Course can. Okay. Right. So this is 1972. So we're going back to the dark ages as far as yours concerned. Uh, <laughs> we were, we'd only just started in 1971. We were short of funds, needing more members. And the company that I was working for agreed to loan us a flatbed lorry uh, for us to use in the local carnival. We decided to display as Townsman's Guild on the moon. The local bakery loaned us white boiler suits. We all managed to get headgear and gloves. We made a rocket from an enormous cylinder that somebody else gave us. We had an old desk, a school desk, pretty heavy, I have to say, covered in foil, passed as a cooker. And we had astral sitting with very large knitting needles, knitting, etc. We had tons of leaflets from HQ, which we distributed uh, along the way. And one of our members... Um, we had to heave her onto the lorry and we didn't know that she was pregnant at the time. Anyway, all went well until the float had to return to the factory. The driver got up speed and going around a roundabout lost the desk, narrowly missing a policewoman. Fortunately, one of our members volunteered to collect it from the police station. Well, I know it's a long time ago, but it is still paramount in our memory. That's brilliant. Did, did it did it bring any new members? Not a one. Really? Not a one. Absolutely. No. Thousands of leaflets, uh, but not one. And, and I have to say that we looked pretty good. I mean, it was an amazing effort considering none of us had ever done anything like that before. You know, a flatbed lorry, it's quite big uh, and covering it all. In fact, one of the members um, from the Federation had loaned us um, a picture, or well, a disc of the Townsman's Guild, you know, the badge which we tied on the back of the lorry and unfortunately it fell off and got run over. <laughs> so somebody offered to make a new one. The woman who it belonged to was very upset about it. But, you know, if you lend something you've just got to go with the flow, haven't you, really? Well, you just you hope you get it back but it doesn't matter, does it? No, well, we had an, another lady who made two. So we had one for <laughs> and one for Want to return? Exactly. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> Worry about. Do you have a fa- Do you have a favourite memory, Steph, from your years of TG? The, the trouble with with my memories, they're always like disasters we've had. <laughs> they're always the ones when we whenever we get together, they're always the ones we talk about. You know, we'll be chatting for a bit, and then somebody say, for example. Hey, do you remember that man who talked about Hadrian's Wall? Well, <laughs> we were a bit short of money. And so somebody said, I can get as a speaker for nothing. He will come, we should have realised, he will come for a cup of tea and two buns. So we said, okay, we'll, get, we'll make a cup of tea for him because we didn't have a cup of tea at the time. And somebody said they would bring two cakes. So... He turned up this man and he said, and this is this is no lie. I've always been interested in Adrian Ball since I was a boy. By which time So he proceeded to bring out an A4 sheet of paper that he stuck on the wall. Well, as we were all sitting quite a way away at different tables, nobody could see what was on this bit of paper. And he proceeded to to talk about his trips since he was a boy to Adrian's Wall to the (laughs) current day. And he never got any more animated. And I remember one of our members mouthing to me, how much are we paying? (laughs) And I sent back the message, nothing. They were all going, good job. He was absolutely awful. 
And we had another chap who came who was talking about the history of the of of transport. But it was about the stagecoach. And he brought out one slide, one slide only. And he put this slide on the screen and he proceeded to bore us to death. But because he had a projector, it was the old days of the old projector with the light bulb, you could see everybody's heads nodding in front of the screen as the women nodded off. You know, and you see, really, they ought to be, they are the two worst ones we ever had. But they're the ones that everybody remembers. We've had some cracking ones that people have laughed, cried, and nobody mentions those. They just say, oh, God, do you remember Adrian's Wall? You know, I've always been interested. So, you know, it's a bit sad, really, isn't it? Because one of the things about RTG and why people like coming to Rotherham is they say we have a laugh. You know, I go to like the Cutler and they do their meetings very formally and they do all the business and this and that and the other. Well, we always seem to end up laughing at ours. And I think this is what makes people want to come. You know, I think it encourages people to come. And I think they, people like a laugh, don't they? I mean, why is the Laughing Policeman record used to be so funny? I mean, it's so twee, really, isn't it? But when you hear it, you start to laugh, don't you? I'm thinking of it now. But anyway, so, yes, yeah. uh, that, there are worse times at the Towns Women, but they are the funniest because they were so awful. So you can laugh at funny things, can't you? And you can laugh at things that are really awful. <laughs> That's why people laugh if you fall down Absolutely. in the street, don't they? You know, and then they come and help you. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> so have we, we appear to have lost Marilyn. Oh, she's back. Oh, I think, back. I think she might be just coming back. I think she snuck off for her lunch. I've come back again now. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> yes. Good. Good. Do you want to give us your favourite TG memory, Marilyn, from... The years you've been a member. Well, oh, am I putting you on the no, spot after you've just had to? A my favourite <laughs> um, memory is when I when I was on the board. I joined in. I joined the board in twenty fifteen, September twenty fifteen, and in uh, May twenty sixteen, they had um, getting to know you in Northern Ireland, in Belfast, and I'd never been there before. I was actually the gopher. Because uh, Jan Buck, Janice Collins, Margaret Key, Jenny Thorne, they were taking part in it. And I was sort of bobbing about trying to find out what what to get to know you was about. And also uh, carrying papers about, you know. But I love, I absolutely loved it. And getting to know the people, the members from Northern Ireland. That was the highlight for me anyway. Um, we had this fantastic guy who came uh, to demonstrate in the evening to demonstrate how to make soda bread. And, of course, we had to sample it, didn't we, afterwards? He brought all these samples, so we had to have that. But also, they took us to Stormont, and we went round Stormont. And it wasn't like the Parliament in England, it wasn't the House of Commons in England, where you can't even put your handbag on the seats. There... I know it's a lot smaller, but there we were allowed to sit in the seats that the uh, councillors, the members of parliament used. So someone sat in uh, Martin McGuinness's seat, someone in Jerry Adams' seat. Um, that that was absolutely fantastic. I would never, ever have done that being a private, you know, being a, just a, a, a Townswoman member, Townswoman's Guild member, but that was one of my first experiences as a, as a board member. And then another another thing I did as well. Every year we get so many tickets or so many invitations to go to a Buckingham Palace garden party. And the, in 2016 as well, I went to the Buckingham Palace garden party. Uh, there was Penny Ryan, Barbara Cobain, 
Kelly Jones and myself, and we met up. Um, Penny was saving us a place in the queue <laughs> so that we could all go in together. But anyway, we, we went round together, and as we were waiting for the parade to start, because the royals, they come out of the Buckingham Palace and they go down these like corridors of people so that there's people on either side of them, and then they do like a zigzag uh, way up the, uh, up the corridor uh, talking to different people. But before that, we stood with our backs to the Buckingham Palace. We turned round, and who should be looking through the curtains but the Queen? <laughs> she, she saw us looking wow. and shut the curtains, so there was just like just an inch left for her to look through. But you know what? You can't believe there's 8,000 people on the, in the gardens there when they have a garden party. It was absolutely fantastic. And something else I would never, ever have done as a as a private individual. So, um, yeah, it was. What an amazing was. experience. I know as well. She's I've been, been as well. And you've been as well? Yes, I have with the Times Women's Guild. That, yeah, so aren't we really lucky, aren't we? We were. It was a, a very lucky experience. Mm. It is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Yes, yes. So, have you already said what your members, what your favourite memories are? You too. You'll have to listen back, man. Yes, we have. Oh, You've missed them. I'll have to listen to the podcast. Yeah. I'll have to listen to the podcast. That will teach you. It will teach me, definitely. Yes, I will. It's my it's my uh, laptop that likes to play silly devils on occasion. It's not a very sophisticated one, you know, but uh, it does the job. It lets me see the quiz. Quiz uh, questions, <laughs> quiz competitors, yeah. So that is fine for me anyway. It's fine for me. So another question is: Do you have a favourite comedian, a yes, female I comedian? Do. do you have a favourite, Chris? Yes, I do. I definitely favour John Cleese because it really? doesn't matter how many times I watch Faulty Towers, I still laugh every time. Oh, and uh, anything that John Cleese is in, I find hilarious. What about you, Steph? Who's your favourite comedian? I think Victoria Wood for me. Yeah, oh, and me too. She's brilliant. Uh, there's just so many laughs. And one that sticks in my mind is when she, she comes on in a bathing costume and a swimming cap. <laughs> and she's about 15, 16, and she's going to swim the channel at the weekend. <laughs> and the parents, the the reporters asking her about, you know, is she frightened? Is she, what's it going to be like? No, no, she'll be okay. And are her parents going to come and support her? Well, the parents speak and they say, well, we would like to, but we've got to go shopping on Saturday. <laughs> so this girl is going on her own. And you can imagine her face, can't you, in, in a, a rubber cap. <laughs> And she's rubbing this sort of grease on. And the reporter asks, you know, has she got any backup or anything? No, no, she'll be all right. And uh, how will she know which way she's going? Well, she's done CSE geography at school or something. <laughs> well, can you speak French? Well, I can say bonjour. <laughs> you know how her mouth goes. I can do bonjour. I'm just imagine saying that. And... He sort of says, and what will you do when you get there? She said, well, I'll turn around and come back. <laughs> and you just think, it is so, so sad. And you're rolling about <laughs> laughing, aren't you? Yeah. But, I mean, everything that she's in, you know, the songs she writes, Dinner Ladies and Acorn Antiques. Oh, that's wonderful, isn't it? That is just hilarious, isn't it? Absolutely. Miss Bebs, are you all right? Miss yeah, Bebs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean... Wood, Woods and Walters, I just think, absolutely superb. So she always makes me laugh. Yeah. So I would go to, that would be my number one, I think. Yeah. Mine too. I absolutely love uh, Victoria Wood. I like Dinner Ladies. I think that is, it's so, it, it is so natural to me, you know, <laughs> when she gets people's names mixed up. I mean, I do that now. But, uh, yeah, it, she is such a brilliant writer. Definitely. Well, there was a they, on one of the sort of channels. They 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 do them back to back, 
and we were watching one the other day and some posh woman comes up to the counter and says something like, what would you say if I asked for, and I can't remember what it was, let's say a Caesar salad. Yes. And the woman behind the counter said, well, I won't say anything. She said, well, why is that? She said, well, we don't have any. <laughs> so, you know, and you just think, well, that's so obvious, isn't it? So why do we laugh at Oh, God. Absolutely super. Yeah, yeah. The one I remember is when the, the royals came to visit the canteen. and um, Oh, yes. And, and she, got the, uh, she got the prince or whatever he was to um, talk to the janitor as if he actually remembered him. And I, yeah, as if he remembered him from 19-something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. But so just observational humour, isn't it, really? Yes. But, you know. It's very, very funny. But I do like Peter Kay for that as well, because he has yes. observational humour. Not stand you know, not standing up and just saying jokes, but but you know, looking at people and apparently his um all his all his uh, jokes and scripts and what have you are based on people he, on, on his old jobs that he used to do. <laughs> and people he met doing the jobs, you know. So yeah, but they're both really good observers of uh, characters and normal life. So, yeah, my two favourites, Peter Kay and Victoria Wood. I like him in Car Share as well, Marilyn. Have you seen that? Oh, Peter I have Kay's seen Car it. Share. I have seen it, yeah. I think that's fantastic. They, just normal, normal everyday life in it. Is, yeah. It's just so witty. It is. And when, when they're uh, singing together, and you oh, yeah. know that they're meant to be together, don't you? Yeah, you know, and oh, that one, that one with the blooming uh, monkey in the car. <laughs> <laughs> there are some good episodes. It's got in the car in this blooming, the like the uh, skipped off work um, for the afternoon and gone to this, like for example, Nosley Safari Park, something like that, <laughs> where the uh, the monkeys were on the car as they were driving through. Uh, or when they stopped, and all of a sudden, when they got outside, this one had got in the back of the car, <laughs> and of course, then they'd got the job of of uh, trying sneaking it back, it back in, taking it back. Yeah, we talked. <laughs> it sat in the back there with these sunglasses on. And, oh, good grief! It's very, very funny, very funny. So, have you got anything that you'd like to try? Any new activities? What about uh, laughter yoga? You think that'd be good? <laughs> Look, for me to get into a yoga pose is a laugh. I mean, how does that work? I don't know. I don't know. Is it real or is it a joke? No, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. Oh, there's really laughing yoga? Yes. Oh, yes. Not that I've ever tried it. No. But what do you do? Do you need a mat? <laughs> I do you have to get... Do you have to get dressed up, you know, leotard and what have you? Oh, I don't think so. But I, well, I was something on the television. I thought you just sat round in a group. I think it's oh. about, like, releasing the, like, endorphins, isn't it? I think there's certain techniques that they use to release endorphins. Is that like sitting in the lotus position? Does that release your endorphins? Or well, maybe you should give it a go, Steph, and let us know how you get on. <laughs> once, upon a once upon a time, I could. Now I can't even dry my right leg <laughs> when I've had a shower. So, you know, I'll not be sitting in any yoga poses. There'd be no downward dogs here. <laughs> what about what about that advert though that Philip Schofield's in that he's doing yoga? <laughs> yeah, with a gun yeah. back. Oh, but that is true. That that really does happen. We do the, this goat yoga, where they blooming bring goats in and they let them climb on them. Oh, oh. It's true, honestly. Oh. It's true. All right, that's not laughter. That's nutters. <laughs> bring. Well, where are you going to get a goat in Rotherham? <laughs> I don't really want to go. Bring a goat to the next meeting. Next town's women's meeting, goat yoga. Bring a goat. I got into trouble. I once signed up for an Indian head massage course. Right. I didn't know what it was. No. I turned up and I paid my money and I said, do you have to bring your own Indian head? <laughs> and there wasn't a flicker. <laughs> I turned up on the very first night. You'll like this. Oh, right. 
I used to like to go to an evening class, you see. I thought, you know, you can always learn something. So I see this thing, Indian head massage. I think, oh, I'll have 10 pennies of that. Well, actually, it was £100. But anyway, so I turned up on the very first night. And as look at it, I was like the first one there, or I sat on the first chair. So when the teacher turned up, and she was 10 minutes late, so I'd already got the face on, you see, thinking, why aren't you here at six o'clock if I've paid my money? She asked us to introduce ourselves and say why we were, we'd come along. And as I say to you, I was first. So I said, my name is Steph, and I thought it sounded interesting, so I've come along. Person number two. My name's Sue. I've done aromatherapy and Reiki. I think, what's Reiki? <laughs> and I've come along to Indian head massage. Person number three. I'm John. I'm a Reiki master. Oh, what's one of these? I've done aromatherapy. I've done body massage and I've come to this. So now I look to my left and I see they're all dressed in dark trousers and white tops. And I've come to health and beauty, haven't I? <laughs> it's a proper qualification. <laughs> well, I come home that night and my husband's in the window as I pull in in the car, rubbing his head, you know, taking the mickey. And I go in and I say, you've got to have a uniform. You've got to have a, <laughs> a, white, a white top. And, the... and at the time, I used to buy a lot of suits from Winsmore for work. And he said to me, do Winsmore do a white jacket? And I tell you, I went to this course for like 12 weeks. I spent hours and hours and hours doing the sort of work. It was fabulous. But I thought, I've only come for a laugh. And I ended up with a qualification <laughs> and a diploma. Oh, I, I, and I oh, think God. we'll have to demonstrate and, that at our next Federation meeting. We will. Well, I've still got have my you? notes, Marilyn. The trouble is, you couldn't do it to yourself, could you? No, you've got to have somebody to do it to. And my husband won't let me do it to him. My brother, would he liked it. He said it was really good. <laughs> but you pay a fortune for it, you know. Yes. But he, that first night, I said, what's Reiki? <laughs> so I did learn some stuff. So, you see, I'd be good for goat yoga, me. You would. Yeah, definitely. We can get some from Cannon Hall Farm. I don't know. Oh, some goats. Yeah, I don't know. Whether, yeah, I don't know whether you've been watching that series. Are uh, we the week on our farm, which is in no. Hall near Barnsley? That's where it's filmed. Well, they've right. they've got loads of goats there, so they could perhaps, uh, you know, uh, borrow a few. Mm. Yeah, I think we'll go there. We'll not bring them to us. <laughs> we'll go to the goats. I'll get in touch with them and see what they say. Not the goat. Yes. Andy, Andy, oh no! Or whatever the Dave and Rob, I think they call the farmers there. But right. that'd be good. That if you demonstrated that, Chris, uh, Steph, for the next. No, Chris. No, you were right. It's Chris. <laughs> I don't think. It's not me. <laughs> I think you can count me out on that. One. <laughs> yeah, but we'll... well, we'd only been going three weeks, you know, and they bring the public in because oh. they pay nothing. No. And you've, and you've got to do all these moves that you've only just learned. Yes. And, of course, we were all standing in a line in front of the mirrors and the people who are the customers, if you like, the clients, sit in front of you. And part of this head massage is you pluck people's hair, you see, on top of the head. I get a chap, don't I? He's got his head shaved. <laughs> I thought, what am I going to do on this bit? I mean, you know, oh, we're terrible. Just went from bad to worse. <laughs> At least you might actually think it's easier doing it with somebody with no hair. No, it's not. Trust me, it's better with people with hair because part of the thing is actually plucking the hair, you see, to stimulate the scalp. Well, I don't fancy that at all. I don't fancy that. Actually, it's very relaxing. Well, I mean, well, not, well, somebody pulling your hair doesn't sound very relaxing. It's not exactly pulling your hair. It's gentle oh, right. okay you know i'll take your word for that yeah <laughs> when you've had one you'll you'll say that were brilliant right well i'm not she says now <laughs> getting the notes out <laughs>
that's all we have time for today. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. We certainly have. I'd like to thank the ladies, Chris, Steph, Helena, for joining me and taking part today, and also Nigel, who has been the producer today, uh, talking about his wax moustache and his suit. So thanks very much, Nigel. So would you like to say goodbye, everybody? Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much. We'd encourage you to leave a review of our podcast by your podcast provider and also give us a five-star rating. If you haven't yet listened to our other episodes, there's eight more to enjoy. As always, if you'd like to find out more about TG, please visit www.the-tg.com. You can also get in touch via our Facebook page, Talking Townswoman Podcast. Until next time, Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode of Talking Townswoman. <laughs> Not exactly fame at last though, Nigel. Don't get excited. <laughs> well, I hope you've not got your swimsuit. Oh, that's been brilliant.